fasting. It takes discipline. And I'm disciplined to go without my cell phone for five whole minutes. That's okay, because I'm listening for God, and I'm not going to allow that to pull me away. I'm seeking Him with all my heart, and I won't be distracted, because I have discipline. Okay, seriously, is anyone going to get that? It's not that there's a text in Scripture that says, Thou shalt fast. It's not in there. But here's the deal. Do you want to just try and get by, or do you want to go all in? Welcome to Anchor Points, a program produced by Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. Here, we hope you'll find answers to some of life's everyday struggles. You can learn more at fredericksdachurch.org. Fasting sometimes has a bad name, but there are some real benefits to this biblical discipline. And today, Robert Quintana begins a new series challenging you to fast, to help you discover God's will for your life. In his message, Slowing Down to Fast. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with discipline. I don't care for discipline, but I love discipline because discipline makes me a better person every time. Um, I love shooting my bow and arrow. I'm a member of the Tuscarora Archery Club here in Frederick, and every once in a while I'll go to the range. And I have learned that if I'm disciplined enough to go regularly, I get good at it. But if I'm not disciplined and I neglect to go, then my shots kind of spray a little bit more than usual. I'm telling you, I have a love-hate relationship with discipline. Because I don't like discipline, but discipline is good for us. I want to read to you uh, today's passage found there in Jeremiah chapter 29. Uh, verse 13, you know, verse 11 is the popular one. It's the one that we always hear. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. How many of you have heard that passage before? But usually that's where we stop. We end there and we don't read on. But I'd like for you to read verse 12 and 13 with me. It says, Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And verse 13, And you will seek me and find me. Now that is a great verse, isn't it? It's a great promise that if you seek me, God says, you will find me. And so now we start asking ourselves, Am I seeking God with all of my heart? I mean, am I really in this to win it? Or do I just have a checklist at home and I just go through the motions week after week and as long as I I check most of those things off, then I think I'm going to get by. I think I'll be able to squeak in. Or am I really fully devoted? Am I really following God with all my heart? With all my mind, with all my soul, with all of my being, I am following God. And I'm searching for him. You know, one of the things that I loved about working at summer camp is that you get to interact with with the young people. And and you get to teach them life principles that hopefully they'll apply to their lives and that they can carry on and be better people from then on. And and one of the things that we used to do to try and incorporate responsibility and teach them accountability and and just kind of teach them about discipline a little bit is that we would grade their cabins every morning. 
for cleanliness, tidiness, to make sure that everything was put away, swept up, and we would grade their cabins. And we would reward them by saying, the cabin that has the best score at the end of the week is going to have a party. We're going to throw a celebration, and we will Saturday night have you know, a party for you. We'll have the chips and we'll have the ice cream and root beer floats. You don't want to miss it. So you want to strive for it. And so there were cabins that would just go above and beyond to make sure that they were the cabin of the week. There were some cabins, on the other hand, that I had the amazing privilege of of watching over them the whole week that weren't so enthusiastic and they weren't so driven as some of the other campers were. Do you know these campers? Maybe you're guilty of it yourself. You try and get through life with the least amount of work as possible. You know, unfortunately, there are some Christians like that today. There are some Christians that are gung-ho. There are some Christians that are all in. There are some Christians that are seeking God with all their heart. Those are the Christians that, that always have a testimony. They're, they're the Christians that are always saying, oh my goodness, you won't believe what God did for me this week. They're the Christians that are always saying, you know, I was reading in scripture and, and, and I came across this powerful verse that I'd like to share with you. They're the Christians that are saying, you know, there's a new shelter opening up downtown and I want to be there for the grand opening. Do you want to come with me? They're the kind of Christians that are baking cookies and bread and taking them to their neighbors and sharing pap. You know those Christians. But then there's a lot of other Christians that are just trying to get by with the least amount of of work. They're the ones that are just going through the motions, just checking off. All right, I went to church two weeks ago. You know, I I gave this and I did that. And they're trying to get by with the least amount of work. And there's a problem with that. And the problem with that is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. That if you seek God, you will find him when what? You seek him or search him with all your heart. And so we need to have our heart in this. We need to be in it to win it. That, my friends, requires discipline. It requires discipline on our part. It requires the kind of discipline that says, you know what? I don't care to do that. I'm not really excited to want to do that. But I know it's good for me. Therefore, I'm going to engage in it. Therefore, I'm going to jump on in and in faith, I'm going to do it. Because in order to have the kind of relationship that that you long for, to have that relationship that we all long for with God, it requires discipline on our part. It goes against our nature, our sinful nature. And so day by day, we have to fight that sinful nature. Now, fortunately, we have the Holy Spirit on our side that gives us the strength and the power and the wisdom and the courage to have that relationship and to help us be disciplined so that we can be successful and win cabin of the week at the end of the week. All right. So today, I want to share with you a biblical discipline that has kind of been buried. It's kind of been put up on the shelf and it's been collecting a lot of dust as of late. It's a biblical discipline that you find all throughout scripture, 
Old Testament, New Testament, and in fact, you read Christians through the ages have been practicing this biblical discipline. And the reason why they've been practicing this this biblical discipline is because in doing so, you are putting yourself in a position where you are seeking God with all your heart. And the Bible says that when we do that, we will find him. And so today, we're starting a two-part sermon series on the biblical discipline of fasting. That's why I've entitled today this, this series, Slowing Down to Fast. I want to talk about the biblical discipline of fasting. It is a discipline. It is something that you're going to look at and you're maybe roll your eyes and say, Pastor, no, not, you know, isn't that an Old Testament thing? You know, aren't we beyond that? Didn't we outgrow that? You know, I, can't we just kind of move away from that? I'm afraid not. Because when you read the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, fasting is an integral part of seeking God with all your heart and it builds a foundation for you to have breakthroughs. It builds the foundation for you to have that intimate relationship with God. Now let me clarify something before moving forward. Is that biblical disciplines in of themselves will not save you. All right? You can read the Bible all you want, and you can pray as much as you want, and you can fast once or twice a week regularly for the rest of your You can return a faithful tithing offering. Biblical disciplines in of themselves don't save you. There's only one thing that saves us, and that is the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And by faith, as we take hold of that grace, we're saved. But what biblical disciplines do for us. It helps create a foundation for our spiritual lives, for our spiritual journey that helps us to experience God and know him and his will. And so I want to share with you a little bit about fasting. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6 verse 16. I'm reading from the New King James Version today. I hope you brought your Bibles today. We're going to look at several passages. says this, Moreover, Sermon of the Mount, okay, this letter's in red. Jesus is speaking here. So these are the words of Jesus. He says, moreover, when you fast. Now we're going to come back to that little word, when, towards the end of today's message. But it says, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites. Jesus does not care for hypocrites. And in fact, if you read just a few verses before this, he's talking about prayer. And he says, when you pray, don't pray like the hypocrites. And so now he's talking about fasting. When you fast, don't be like the hypocrites. You you see how close proximity this is, prayer and fasting? But we love prayer. We'll talk about prayer. We'll call for prayer visuals. But do you ever hear anyone talking about fasting and saying, okay, we're going to fast, you know? We don't. I'm telling you, it is a biblical discipline that has been buried. It's been put up on the shelf, and it's been collecting dust for decades. But today, we're going to rediscover the beautiful discipline of fasting. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, 
anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. All right, so there's a right way and a wrong way of fasting. And as you study this in scripture, that's the subject of fasting, you'll discover that there are bad reasons to fast and there are good reasons to fast. Here, Jesus is saying, when you fast, don't do it so that others can see it. This, this isn't a prideful thing. It's not something that you're doing to get attention. It's not something that you're doing to, to make you feel good about being a Christian. All right, so there's a right way, wrong way. I'd like for you to turn to Zechariah. It's a small little book at the end of the Old Testament, right before Malachi, which is the last book of the Old Testament. Zechariah chapter 7, verse 5. This is going to give us a little clue as to the purpose or the reason for fasting. Zechariah chapter 7, verse 5 says this. Say to all the people of the land, God is speaking here, and to the priest, when you fasted and mourned in the fifth and seventh month during those 70 years, okay, so now he's asking a question. He's saying, I want you to ask the people, when they fasted, ask them this, all right, did you really fast for me? Okay, When we fast, folks, we don't fast for the pastor, we don't fast for the church, we don't fast for anything else besides to God. We're fasting for him. This is something that is between you and me. And time and time again, as you read occasions when when the body of Christ or when individuals fasted in scripture, time and time again, what you see is either a body or an individual who is fasting for the purpose of seeking God and knowing his will. That's the reason why they fasted. That's the reason why we should fast. So when you go into a period of fasting in your life, you need to settle yourself and you need to come to terms with why it is that you're fasting. And the dominant principle should be I am fasting in order to seek God and his will, to understand his purpose for my life. That's why we fast. There's no other reason except to seek God and know his will. Okay, so now we got to talk about the different kinds of fasting that we find in Scripture, okay? There are two forms of fasting. There's corporate fasting and then there's individual fasting. Okay, we're going to break it up that way first, okay? So there's corporate fasting. The corporate fasting is when a group of believers, sometimes the house of Israel or the disciples as we see in the New Testament, decided to fast for the purpose of seeking God and knowing his will. So the body came together and said, you know what? As a body, we're going to seek God and his will for our lives. And so you have corporate fasting. But then there are occasions in scripture where you see individuals going on a fast for the same purpose. At the bottom line, the principle is to seek God and know his will. And so you see guys like Moses, David, 
uh, Daniel, um, Elijah. You see Jesus himself. You see Saul in the New Testament. You see individuals who are purposefully saying, I want to seek God with all of my heart. I want to know his will. Therefore, I'm going to fast or enter into a period of fasting. All right, now, the Bible describes several kinds of fasting besides it being corporate or individual. Okay, now I need to explain something right now, is that in the scriptures, fasting, or when someone fasts, or any, you know, any form of that word, in the Hebrew, the word literally means not to eat. Okay? And the Greek word in the New Testament literally means no food. All right? The reason why I say that is because it's important for us to understand that biblically speaking, when we talk about fasting, it means abstaining from food. Okay? Food and or drink. Okay? That's in Scripture. Now, the reason I say that is because through the years... The definition of fasting has expanded a bit to where we get to today in our culture. We tend to, you know, abstain from, let's say, television. Or we say, you know what, I'm going to abstain from that certain activity. And we say we're fasting from. All right. Biblically speaking, that's not all too accurate. But it's okay, I believe, that the definition has kind of expanded a little bit. But it's just important for us to know when we're talking from a biblical standpoint what it literally means. So, biblically speaking, when it talks about fasting, it's exclusively referring to foods. Abstaining from food and or drink. Alright? Now, there are several um, instances in Scripture where this happens. Esther called for an absolute corporate fast, where she called the people of Israel to fast from food and drink. Esther called for that. Now check this out. There is no recorded instance in scripture with the exception of maybe three times when there was an absolute fast that lasted for more than three days. All right. Now that's important. It's important. Why? Well, because generally speaking, The human body cannot live without air for three minutes, cannot live without water for three days, and cannot live without food for 30 days, generally speaking, give or take, right? And so in the scriptures, when it talks about absolute fast, it's always three days, no more than three days, with the exception of we know for sure Moses, when he was up on on Mount Sinai, when he went up to see God and to receive the Ten Commandments, the Bible says that he was up there for 40 days without food or drink. So he had an absolute fast for 40 days. Now, obviously, that is of a miraculous nature. That is of a supernatural event that took place. He was in the presence of God, and God had to have sustained him in a supernatural way. Now, I'd like for you to turn back to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. And it says, Moreover, when you fast. The reason why that's important is because there are Christians today that will ask the question, Is fasting mandatory? Is it something that we have to do? 
Well, no. It's not that there's a text in Scripture that says, Thou shalt fast. It's not in there. You're not going to find it. I looked for it. I couldn't find it. If you find it, let me know. All right? So it's not a command. Something that you have to do. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Do you want to just squeak on in? Do you want to just try and get by? Or do you want to go all in? See, because I believe when you go all in is when we experience God. It's when we discover his purpose for our lives. It's when we find the answers of life that we're seeking. And so here, Jesus makes the assumption. The implication here is that he's assuming that his followers are going to fast. It's like saying, you know, when you pray, you know, prayer is a vital part of our journey of building that foundation to have that intimate relationship with him. And in like, likewise, he says the same thing about fasting. And he says, listen, when you fast. Now, listen, I need to say that fasting from food might not be for everyone right now. There are dietary issues and there are health issues that might prevent you from carrying out a biblical fast. In other words, a a fast that requires the abstinence from food and or drink. So you might be thinking today, you know what? I don't think I can do an absolute fast, not even for 24 hours. That's fine. You might decide to fast from certain foods. You might decide to, to fast from processed foods and just say, you know what, for the next three days, I'm just going to eat vegetables and fruits and salads and nuts and grains. Some of you might decide to fast from social media. You know what, Facebook has just been consuming my life and I just need to fast from it for two weeks. It's going to be hard. It's going to require discipline. But guess what? You can do it through the power of the Holy Spirit working in you and through you. You can do that. And and by fasting from Facebook, what you're saying is, God, I am going to seek you and your will. You might decide to fast from certain foods. And, And maybe you'll decide to, you know what? I'm going to fast an absolute fast for 24 hours. I'm going to prepare for that. Or I'm going to just fast from food. I'm going to drink. You know, water and and maybe some juices, but I'm going to fast for 48 hours from food. You know what happens? Because I have fasted. I've fasted for three days. And and you know what happens after you miss your first meal? Oh, man. I'm hungry. And and your, your belly starts to ache. You know, if I keep on preaching, I might get you guys to fast from lunch today. You know, but but tummy starts to ache and you start thinking about those chips in the cabinet or, you know, those uh, those nuts or man, maybe, you know, I can have one of those big franks right now. You know, then you say, wait a second. The reason why I'm doing this is because I want to seek God. The reason why I'm doing this is because I want to know his will for my life. And so instead of thinking about food, you spend time in prayer. You spend time in his word. That's another thing, by the way. You know that fasting in Scripture is always associated with prayer. You know, it's prayer and fasting. And so what happens is you force yourself into this, into this thinking, into this way of being where you are now ceasing. You're praying without ceasing. 
right? You know, people say, how is that even possible? How can you pray without ceasing? Try going without food for three days (laughs) and you'll be praying without ceasing. But the purpose you're doing this is because I want to seek God. I want to know his will. So here's the challenge for us. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. And then I want you to challenge yourself with something similar, maybe the same, maybe whatever works for you guys, okay? But this is what I'm going to do this week. Because next week, we're going to talk about why fasting is important as a corporate body. But this is what I'm going to do this week. Starting on Monday, I'm not going to watch any television, all right? I'm going to cut television out of my life for a whole week, all right? And here, here, it's as simple as this. Are you serious about seeking God and knowing his will? If you are, then take me up on this challenge. Take me up on this challenge and say, you know what? I'm going to do exactly what Pastor Q is doing. Or say, you know what? You know, television isn't a big deal to me, so I'm going to fast from social media. Or I'm going to fast from the internet. Or I'm going to fast from whatever you think is pulling you away from God right now. But understand this, that as we go into this period of fasting, the reason why we're doing this is because we want to seek God with all of our hearts and we want to know His will for our lives. Anchor Points with Robert Quintana is a ministry of the Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to share it with a friend. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or at fredericksdachurch.org. Work doesn't matter. School doesn't matter. Finances doesn't matter. The food I eat doesn't matter. Where I live doesn't matter. Nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing matters except God. Next week, hope you can listen in again as Robert Quintana shares the last part of this series, Slowing Down to Fast. Also, if you're wanting to learn more about how to begin a life change or just wanting more answers, we'd love to talk with you. Feel free to visit us online and check out some of our resources at fredericksdachurch.org. Our main service takes place Saturdays at 11 a.m., and we'd love for you to join us sometime. Remember, God loves you and wants you to live out His purpose.